If you can't seem to get your life together, relationship problems, job problems, money problems, you're invited to Zion Hill, 312 Hunter Street in Pineville. Zion Hill Church family, along with Pastor Joshua Joy and Sister Elizabeth Dara, would like to invite you to join us on our journey to make our world a better place. We would like to acknowledge all those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries for this month. Happy anniversary and happy birthday to you all. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256, or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the Give tab, or simply give through our new church app. That's right, Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. And if you're searching for a church home, we invite you to be a part of the Zion Hill family. Meet Pastor Dara and Lady Elizabeth at the altar after the benediction or go to the church website and complete the information on the e-church tab. Please join Pastor Joshua Joy Dara every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for our online Bible school called Grace for Today or our in-church Bible school. Also, feel free to join us for our Friday night prayer service every Friday night at 6 p.m. The social media presentation for the youth titled Crime, Consequences, and the Power of Choice has been rescheduled to Saturday, April 23rd in the Family Theater Room. There will be two sessions. The first session is from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., and the second session is from 12 noon to 1.30 p.m. There will be a 30-minute break in between sessions to serve snacks. Attention all prospective graduates. Zion Hill wants to celebrate you. If you are a member of Zion Hill and will be graduating from high school or college May 2022, contact the church office at 318-704-6900. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, we'll see you at the top. If you are visiting with us on today, we want to thank you for taking time out and coming to worship with us. And Father God, we thank you for the first time visitors at the end of the service. You can go to the greeters, death in the foreign, and they would have a gift for you from the Zion Hill family. Hallelujah. 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 God is a good God, and he is worthy to be praised. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place on this morning. We ask that you heal somebody. We ask that you deliver somebody. We ask that you set somebody free. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you give somebody 
hope on this morning. We ask that you give them joy. We ask that you give them peace. And Father God, we thank you for waking us up on this morning to see a brand new day, a day that we never have seen before. We thank you for yesterday. We thank you for what you're going to do today. And we even thank you for tomorrow before it even gets you, oh Father. Father God, you've been good to us. You've been better to us than we have been to ourselves. And for that cause, we say thank you. And Father God, we ask that you bless our going out and that you bless our coming in. Father God, we ask that you bless this church family with the blessing that it stands in need of. We ask that you bless every department here. Father God, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for prosperity. We thank you for church growth. We thank you for our pastor. We thank you for our church members. We thank you for our choir. We thank you for the parking lot members. We thank you for the usher. We thank you for everyone that come together to lift up the name of Jesus. And Father God, we come to lift you up because we, if we, be, if you be lifted up, you will draw all men unto your heavenly Father. And Father God, we ask that the Holy Spirit come in this place and sup with us and we with them, O heavenly Father. And Father God, we just bless your holy name because you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised on this morning. And Father God, you say anything that we ask for, it shall be given. Ask and it shall be given. Knock and, we sh and the door shall be opened unto us. Seek and we shall find, O Heavenly Father. And Father God, we ask and knocking and seeking this morning. And Father God, we ask that you bless those that are unfortunate than we are. Father God, we ask that you bless this nation. This nation needs you on today, O Heavenly Father. If they ever needed you, they need you right now. Oh, Heavenly Father, we ask that you bless our city. We ask that you bless our state. We ask that you bless our country. We look on Ukraine today, oh, Heavenly Father. Help them, Lord Jesus. Help them, Lord. Lord, we know that you got to help them when you get ready, oh, Heavenly Father. And we ask that you continue to bless us and we lift you up. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Come on and stand on your feet, everybody. It's a little bit quiet in here. I need you to make some noise and open up your mouth. Reverend Nelson just said a lot about thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're thankful to be here this morning, can you open up your mouth and say thank you? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Somebody is thankful this morning. I need you to open up your mouth and give him praise over 2,000 years ago this is the Sunday where they were screaming Hosanna 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 somebody say Hosanna Hosanna so we want to lift his name high this morning his name is Jesus and he's worthy to be praised make some noise right there clap your hands come on
Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock of my salvation.
Hosanna, oh, 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 o
I'm not too late. Give me you. I don't mind waiting. I hope I'm not too late. Right now it's time for our tithe and our offering. And I'd like to share with you this morning from the book of Luke, the sixth chapter, and the third eighth verse. And it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measures pressed down and shaken together and run it over shall men give into your bosom somebody ought to say hallelujah hallelujah but you got to give the key word in this verse is give if you want to receive then you have to give and also it say with the same measure that G measure with it it shall be measured to you again. So God is telling us to give. It say the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So everything belongs to the Lord. Even your house you live in, your car you driving, even the job that you got. The Lord enable you to get that job so you can honor him with 10% of your earnings. Let us pray. Father God, we come in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the day. We thank you for those that are going to give. We thank you for Gideon because you said in the word, give, give, and it shall be given unto you, O Heavenly Father. Press down, shaking together. We want to overflow this morning. We want more than enough blessing this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen ushers may come and if you have been blessed by this ministry we encourage you to give online viewers may scan the QR code on the screen and text to give 73256 and enter ZH family dollar sign or go to the giving tab on the church website amen
Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing. Our God, our testimony. Good morning, everybody. Please permit me to thank God for all of you and what God is doing in our midst. Every, every day of the week, I get reports of good testimony. And that let me know God loves this congregation. And thank you for all the progress being made. One of our young people got a scholarship. Uh, amen. We are grateful, grateful for that. Another young man is becoming a local star here. He's, he's acting and involved in plays. And amazingly, God is blessing his work. I won't be surprised that God will raise a, a Hollywood star right from this house. Amen. It is no secret what God can do. And I, I just rejoice in my heart. I'm watching him and growing up in the church. Amen. And his parents are in the church. Thank God. And the Lord is raising him up. Thank you for you for you parents for helping us train these young people because that's what it's all about. This is a house of praise but it's also a house of testimony. I want people to be able to come in here and see the glory of God. That's why the Bible says let your light so shine That the people of this world will see and then they give glory to God. So when I hear good reports, it makes my heart rejoice. That's what it's all about. Thank you for your faithfulness. Then thank you, choir, for singing this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I might as well impose on you all today, just, just for the fun of it. Uh, this evening, we're going to start what we call our citywide revival. And they've always blamed me for not sending you. Because, and it's not, I have nothing against the citywide, you know. It's just too much going on in our church. So you all look at me. I'm going to ask you, please include in your schedule this evening and go there and sing this same song. Don't change anything. Now. Just the same song you just did now. And I don't know who, who is in for Madam President, look at me. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're doing a great job. I see increase. I see growth. Anything that is growing is a God thing. 
God loves growth. Every church ought to be growing. Your department ought to be growing. If some, something that you are trusted with is not growing, that's a sign of disease. So be faithful enough to attend to the problem. Get some medication. Get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and keep it going again. In Jesus' name. And speak to it. If it's your child, say, child, you're, you're created to grow. If it's your business, business, you're going to grow. <laughs> Amen. Um, we are the Dickens. Somebody have to pay them because this is not planned. It's just coming to me as I'm sitting there listening to the choir. The whole city needs to hear that. Amen. Thank God for good singing. Uh, Reverend, uh, the, the man is dead now in Chicago. Fellowship Choir. Clay Evans. As we have heard this song before. And man, he tore down the whole city of Chicago. An old preacher with a bunch of people who love the Lord. So what I want you to do, some of them are probably live streaming, watching now. I don't always like to turn my back to congregation, but I want to look at their eyes. You, know. you, can, you, can, you can hear people's spirit through their eyes. And their eyes say, I do. Obedience breath blessing. And what we need to do, I want you to bring some life to this community. We need it. We need it. It's, some, it's, it's unfortunate that we have to say this, but we need some life in central Louisiana. Maybe for such a time like this, God has raised you all up. So your job is to tear down the house. I mean spirit. Not, no. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want you to say it. The pastor said. All right. All minds clear. Thank you so much. Open your Bible to the book of Luke chapter 9. I'm not going to take too much of your time. We have a lot going on today by the grace of God. I have to... I have to go to Atlanta, Georgia this afternoon, and I have to minister in another church. So to whom much is given, much is required. The book is Luke, chapter 9, verse 23. Just one verse. Thank you, my brother. That's Patrick, uh, Brother Robinson. He's going to be driving me all the way to Atlanta. Bless his heart. But he's a professional driver, you know. That's what he does for living. So, duty call. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. The Bible says, and he said unto them, He is Jesus Christ. Please take note of that. Who is them 
his disciples. So what did he tell them? I'm glad you asked. What Jesus said here is the most important invitation you ever have in your life. It says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. That's it. Let's pray. Father God, we are grateful for another day of blessing. Thank you, O God, for an atmosphere of praise. Thank you that the world of those songs are real in our lives. When we look back over our lives and think things over, we can truly say we have been blessed. And Lord, we say thank you. For anyone in the house that has some challenges in their life, whether physical illness, financial challenge, struggle at home, whatever the nature of the struggle, Father, we put it under the blood. Lord, we thank you for your blessings in our lives. Every area of this church, we call it blessed. Every member of this church, we call them blessed. The blessing of the Lord will make us rich and add no sorrow. We tap into that anointing right now. And by faith, we decree and declare we are blessed and highly favored. From the crown of our head to the sole of our feet, today we say yes and amen to every promises in the word of God. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. It is so. You may be seated. I want to talk with you on the subject titled, An Invitation to Christian Discipleship. Thank you all of our dancers this morning. Amen. It is a blessing to be able to come into the house of God and see various ministry operating for the glory of God. That's what it's all about. I said before, I will say it again. To whom much is given, much is required. This church is so blessed. We cannot slow down. In fact, we have to pick up speed and help this community to do better for the glory of God. I want to talk with you on the subject titled, An Invitation to Christian Discipleship. If you ever been to any church before, you will see there's always on program an invitation to Christian discipleship. Unfortunately, it can come and go because the ministers don't put much emphasis on it. 
So it's become an item on the program. It has no effect. But today I want to call your attention to what does is the Lord. Because next to your salvation, the most important thing you can do in the kingdom of God is to respond to an invitation to Christian discipleship. The Lord revealed this to me in an unusual way. I have a habit of repeating things, especially if something is very important to me. Those of you who work with me, who, who are close, you will see me say the same thing over and over again because it's important. And when it comes to Christian discipleship, I cannot but notice in Mark, the book of Mark chapter 8, verse 34, the Bible says, if any man will come after me, let that man or woman deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow Jesus. I say, okay, I got it. Then I notice again in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 24. The word of God repeats itself. He says, if any man will come after me, let that man, let that woman deny himself. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. I said, hmm, now he's getting my attention. Because he's saying the same thing all over. And bless God, I look at the book of Luke, which I just read to you earlier. Chapter 9, verse 23. The Bible said the same thing. If any man will come after me, Jesus said, deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow him. Now, there was no more question in my mind that this is very, very important to God. Ladies and gentlemen, I throw you the same invitation today from Almighty God. Don't say you're a Christian until you respond to this one verse in the Word of God. It's an invitation from your God to you. Well, what's he inviting me to? What's he inviting you to? I'm glad you asked. You're not being invited to a party. You're not being invited to an event. You are being invited to discipleship. Jesus is saying it's not enough that you accept him as your Lord and as your Savior. He wants you to be his disciple. It means, ladies and gentlemen, Christianity is more than just accepting Jesus. Unfortunately, that's what probably 99.9% .9 of the church, the body of Christ at large, that's where we are. We accept him as our Lord and as, as our Savior, 
and we'll park the car. Christianity is more than just wearing a big cross on your neck. Christianity is more than just coming to church with a big Bible. Christianity is more than putting a fish, a logo of a fish on your automobile. This is very important, ladies and gentlemen. And he said three things he's asking us to do. Number one, deny yourself. Number two, pick up your cross. Today is the Palm Sunday. Many of us would rather come to church today and have a good time, but we never pick up our cross. In a few days, we're going to be celebrating Easter. How Jesus died, was buried, and he rose again. But none of that will happen if he had not picked up his cross. So God is inviting all of us from the pulpit to the pews to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow him. Ladies and gentlemen, my assignment is to explain those three words. What does it mean to deny yourself? What does it mean to pick up your cross? And what does it mean to follow him? That's my assignment. And once I explain it, I'm out of here. Then it will be Holy Spirit to finish the job. So we begin with the first item. What does it mean to deny yourself? Ladies and gentlemen, it's very, very simple. It means that you replace your will with the will of God. You have not denied yourself until you replace your own will with the will of God. Especially when your will conflict with the will of God. In order for his kingdom to come, you know how we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In order for his will to be done, your will must go. Both will cannot coexist when it conflicts one another. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes his will may include things that you don't like. Sometimes his will may include things that you have not chosen. And if given a chance, you won't choose that. But when your will conflict with his will, you deny yourself when you submit to his will. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, the body of Christ have turned the gospel of Jesus Christ. We turn it from 
following God's will. And now the gospel, most of the time, is all about you and me. And you did not die on the cross. You did not save anyone. It should be about him, not about you and me. And not only do we turn the gospel into something about us, we focus all the time about getting something from God. You go to most churches, people come to see, what can I get from God? How can God pay my bills? How can God help my children? How can God help me to get a new job? How can God bless my business? So the gospel is turned from the will of God to about her will. Ladies and gentlemen, instead of being transformed, we turn into gimme, gimme, gimme church. We want to be blessed, but we don't want to be changed. It's a difference between the two. When it comes to denying yourself, you must be willing to be changed. How do I know that we are not changed? The evidence is simple. We stay angry. We stay jealous. We stay envious. Many of us, we profess to be Christian, but deep within we are frustrated. You say you are a child of God, but you're not happy. The reason is because it's all about you. Not about him. When you are about him, you will owe no man anything but to love them. The Bible says, if you want to follow Christ, if you want to say I'm a Christian, deny yourself. To deny yourself doesn't mean you turn into a fruitcake or not being yourself. The truth be told, we have all kinds of different personalities. Am I right about that? Some of us are introverts. Some of us are extroverts. Some of us are very scholarly. Some of us are very political. We have all kinds of personality. Denying yourself does not mean you're no longer you. Many times you will hear me say, do you. And I'll do me. To deny yourself doesn't mean you become weird. It doesn't mean you become strange. It doesn't even mean that you go to the, the cross like Jesus Christ and you get killed. Or you become a martyr. Ladies and gentlemen... Denying yourself simply means it's no longer you. You live for God. You don't live for you. So the will of God replaces 
your own will. The same thing is what the Bible talks about in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. It says, do all things without selfishness. The biggest problem in America today is selfishness. God is looking for disciples, but we are busy living for self. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, do all things without selfishness. Do all things with humility. The Bible says, think of others better than you. I know what you're not hearing is un-American. But let God's word reign supreme in your life, in your heart. If you don't believe me, remember what happened in Gethsemane? The garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said, look, I don't want to do this. He started to look out for himself. He said, no, I'm sorry, I cannot be at this body. But at some point, the spirit of God kicks in. And he said, not my will. Thy will be done. That's what denying yourself means. When was the last time that you said to self, no, self be quiet. We're going to do the will of God. Denying yourself means you deny your desires. You deny your impulse. You deny your own will so that God's will can reign supreme in your life. Some of you, God is trying to use you, but you cannot do so because you're too busy trying to fit in. You're too busy trying to join the clique. The best decision I ever make in my life is to turn my life completely over to God. Ladies and gentlemen, too many of you, too many of us are preoccupied with being popular rather than being powerful. When God said, if any man will come after me, deny yourself. He's waiting for you to make a decision. I don't know about you. I have given up in trying to fit in. It's so good to be free. I don't have to join any clique. I don't have to kiss nobody's ring. I wake up every day and say, Lord, I thank you for another day. I'm not interested in running with the pack. When you give your life away, the Bible says you will find it. 
Are you still here? I don't know about you. I'm willing to be criticized so I can be Christ-like. How about you? Too many of us, we just want easy boys religion. We want to come on Sunday, be inspired, be blessed, prayer answered. It's all about you, you, you. But Jesus is saying, it's time for you and me to deny ourselves. We sing a song in the house of God from time to time. We'll say, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your ways. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Now we sing it, but do we really live it? Many of us who can't wait to leave church today will run to the casino. Many of us who can't wait will go to the joint, hang out at Mona, drink like a hog. And then you're singing, I say yes. See, you're lying to yourself. And heaven is not deceived. So we need to deny ourselves. If you get it, say amen. amen. See, every word that I share with you today, you will account for it in judgment. Many churches, they have no one to teach them. So everybody just hoop and hollow, feel good and go home. But now you cannot say, I don't know. Notice the second thing he's asking us to do. He said, pick up your cross. Please take note. He didn't say, pick up my cross. As a Baptist boy, I learned, we would say, must Jesus bear the cross alone? And all the world go free. He said, no. There is a cross for everyone. There's a cross for me. The question today, when are you going to pick up your cross? Ladies and gentlemen, many people think because of poor teachings in churches, it grieves my heart that the churches are not growing because of dumb down teachings. So when they hear about the cross, they think their cross means their illness. So when they are sick, they say, well, I'm bearing my cross. That's not your cross. They think that if they are dealing with a bad marriage situation, oh, pastor, I'm just, I'm just carrying my cross. 
No, that's not your cross. You just have a bad marriage. Amen, somebody. You'll be amazed when people have problems or they're going through some suffering or they're going through some burden. They think through religious teachings, they think that's their cross. Some people think the cross means that you deny yourself something good. So some people, again, these are wrong teachings. They say, okay, don't, don't buy nice clothes. I'm denying myself. Don't wear makeup. I'm denying myself. I got a cross. In fact, we have a whole generation of people. They don't drive cars. They drive buggies. And they don't wear nice clothes. No makeup. And why are you doing this? Well, we're carrying our cross. Brothers, sister, if the Lord bless you, you better get some good things. That is not your cross. In fact, God delight in seeing you being blessed. The Bible says he gives you power to get wealth. So, false humility is not denying yourself. It's not picking up your cross. What Jesus is talking about is that you stop making yourself the object of attention. It's really not about you. When you make God the center of your life, then you are picking up your cross. When you make God the first in your life, you know we sing some good songs, but we just don't understand. We don't listen to ourselves. When you pick the microphone and you say, Jesus is the center of your joy. But every time we turn around, you're acting a fool. Jesus is not the center of your joy. The devil is the center of your joy. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. All of his righteousness. He said, all this other stuff will be added unto you. I was heading the wrong way until I get a revelation of this one verse. That denying yourself, picking up your cross, is really what will make you truly blessed. What is my cross? What is your cross? It's not your pain. It's not your hurt. It's not the problem you're going through. We are talking about your relationship with God. We are talking about your total surrender to God. That you wake up every morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. What's on the agenda for today? That's what we meant by God being the center 
God being first in your life. It's a deliberate, willful surrender of your life to Jesus Christ. Now, the way of the cross, ladies and gentlemen, is self-denial. Self-denial. It's not denying yourself of things, but it's denying yourself of your own will. It's putting Jesus first in all your decisions. Not some of it, all your decisions. Say, for example, you want to get married. You see a good man or you see a good woman and your hormone kicks in. And your flesh is saying, I do, I do, 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 do. Then you better don't say, yes, I do, until you check with God. And if God tells you, no, then you yield your will to his will. That's what it means to deny yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, if you notice in the history of the cross, the Roman people, they started it. Just like here in the U.S., we used to kill people by hanging them. That's our history. You can deny that. At some point, then we change. We kill people by firing squad. Mm-hmm. That's the history, it's just fact. Right. Then we get into electric chair. Right. We kill people. Then we, we have some injection. Lethal injection. Just like we have our own way of killing people. The Romans, their own way of killing people is the cross. And typically, when they, they confit a criminal, then they will make that criminal carry his own cross. And then they will march him. And while they were marching him up the hill to crucify him, to display him to the whole world, we are killing Brother Baba because he's convicted of this crime. But while he's marching to the cross, they will make sure he's being ridiculed. They will make sure he's being punished. Sometimes they take his clothes up. Sometimes they spit on him. Sometimes they be beating him along the way. You know why I'm telling you all this history? When we think of the cross, we are not thinking of your marriage. When we think of the cross, we are not thinking about your thankless job. The Romans who put the cross together is, a, is death. One word. Not your children that won't act right. No, that's not your cross. Not your mean, hateful supervisor. That's not your cross. The Bible says, all you're getting, get understanding. The cross means dying. 
to yourself. It's an absolute surrender to Almighty God. The cross never symbolized something easy or something fun. It comes with ridicule. It comes with hate. It comes with punishment. It comes with death. The question today, when are you and me going to deny ourselves? The cross is a place of pain, a, a place of purging, a place of affliction. And yet, many of you, if somebody just posts something funny against you on the Facebook, then you fly off the handle. You know why? Because it's all about you. Can you imagine if I have to respond to every criticism leveled against your pastor? You would not believe some things that people see about me. But Christian maturity, you wake up the next day and still with a big smile. You love people in spite of themselves. If any man will come after me, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. And notice that when you're picking up your cross, it's not occasionally. Every day. It means you deny your will so you can embrace God's will. One songwriter put it this way, say, I don't feel no way tired. I've come too far from where I started from. But he said, nobody told me. That's what's missing in our churches today. We all talked about, give me, give me, give me. Do for me, bless me, bless me. Nobody told the truth that the road would not be easy. But then he spoke with faith. Say, I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. So for any of you who understand what it means to carry your cross, don't give up now. Keep on keeping on every day. Ought to be a day of thanking God, letting his will be your will. Notice one thing else. He said once you deny yourself, once you pick up your cross, don't just sit down. You need to follow him. What does that mean? See, many people follow Jesus for food. You'd be amazed how many of you show up in church today just to have good singing. Some of you show up just to check people out. There are people who cannot even do without others. I've seen people say, Pastor, I've got to have me a man. I've got to have me a man. Who told you? That you have to have a man. 
Some people will come to the house of God because they have to be in fellowship. COVID-19 cannot keep them out of church. So the question must be asked, why are you following Jesus? Some people follow Jesus so they can have power. Most of the disciples, believe it or not, the only reason they follow Jesus, the Bible alludes to it, is that they want Jesus to lead a coup d'etat and defeat the Romans and take over the government so that they can be prime minister and secretary of defense and have big position. In fact, it was so bad. The Bible says in Luke chapter 19, verse 11, even the disciples, the closest people, they thought we are about to kick the Romans behind. And then you begin to see in Luke chapter 9, verse 22, when Jesus began to talk about the cross, when he began to talk about death, guess what happened? His rating went down big time. A lot of his own church members rejected him. And many of them, the Bible said, they actually left him. You know why? Because people are all about themselves. The reason why they left him is because they are unwilling to put their own ideas, their own plans, their own desire in exchange for his plans. Ladies and gentlemen, following God is easy when everything is going well for you. But will you still follow him when things are not going well? Will you still say, yes, Lord, yes? When times are tough, Being a disciple demands personal sacrifice. Somebody asked me the other day, what pastor, what makes a good pastor? I said, if you will start with denying yourself and let God lead you, you have halfway done. It is very, very important that you know Jesus is not playing game with you and me. He told you and me the truth up front. In, in John chapter 16 verse 33, he said in this world, you will have tribulations. But he said, be of good cheer. I already overcome the world. So the question must be asked, are you willing to follow Jesus? Even if it means losing some of your friends. Are you willing to follow Jesus? Even if it means losing some of your family members. Are you willing to follow Jesus? Even if it means losing your reputation. The Holy Spirit had to remind me years ago, see, anything you are today, 
You are nothing without me. So why are you losing your cool about what somebody said? He said, but if God be for you, who in the world can be against you? He said, deny yourself. Pick up your cross. Keep following God. And he will not lead you astray. Ladies and gentlemen, you may be asking the question, why should I follow him? Well, I'm glad you asked. Number one is because Jesus commended the idea of carrying your cross. He actually said it over and over and over again. He said, if anybody will come after me, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow him. Luke chapter 9, verse 24, further explain why you should carry your own cross. The Bible says, whosoever tried to save his own life, you will lose. And you see people grow with wrinkles in their face. And at the end of the day, they achieve nothing. But Jesus said in that verse, he promised, whosoever will lose his life. That's right, for my sake. He said, that man, that woman will find it. So the question today, do you believe Jesus? Or you just come to church for a show of fashion? Ladies and gentlemen, please notice the next verse. Luke chapter 9, verse 25, Jesus said, of what good if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul? So the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, the cross will cost you. But the reward is matchless. In this world and in the world to come, Jesus said in so many words, I'm not offering you fulfillment of your dreams. I've seen people just break down when their dreams don't come through. If I have to give you a list of my failures, it will blow your mind. So many areas, so many things I pursue, businesses, opportunity, and I fail woefully. It's not pretty, but when you think about it, Jesus never promised any of us Fulfillment in your dream, no. Fulfillment of your desires, no. Fulfillment of your hope, no. He never made those promises. What he did promise you and me, number one, eternal life. Eternal life. Spiritual blessings. He said, if you follow me, this is what I will give you. And I wish I have time to explain to you. If you have eternal life. Amen. And you're blessed spiritually. Amen. You are the richest man. You are the richest woman on earth. So I will encourage you today because I'm out of time. 
You know how the choir says, I see you, Brother Deacon. Uh, you know how the choir will say things like, I give myself away so you can use me. See, we sing it, but now I want to invite you to prayerfully give yourself away. The songwriter say, take my life and mold me. Mold me into what? Into your will. Into your ways. Do you realize if we accept this invitation today? See, usually we spend five minutes in every church meeting on invitation. And nobody come. I can tell you what will make people come. I've been in church. Hey, my sister is back home. <laughs> See, if you make an invitation and you say, who wants to be blessed? Come on down. The altar will be packed. But then if you say, who wants to give his life away? All of a sudden, it's like, you ain't talking to me. But today, from the bottom of my heart, I want to invite you to true Christian discipleship. I have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with my children. I told them my assignment to you is to give you wings to fly in life. So you won't have to depend on me. You can fly on your own. But I say, my greatest assignment is to lead you to Jesus Christ. Amen. The author and finisher of your soul. Amen. I say, I will not always be here. Amen. But if you will accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. And if you make him your Lord, meaning... You deny yourself. You pick up your cross and follow him. Then you are really a rich man. You are really a rich woman. I'm going to ask all of you to stand to your feet. I wonder this morning, how many of you will say, Brother Pastor, I want you to be in agreement with me. I want to give myself away. Maybe you've tried on your own. That was my story. I tried to make it on my own. Then I found out my life is not my own. To him I belong. And true happiness never came until I gave myself away. The door of the church is open. Is he anybody? Say, here am I. Lord, use me. Somebody else is coming. Hallelujah.
rejoicing right now. Somebody ought to be rejoicing right now. All of heaven is rejoicing. testify the day that I make this decision everything changed in my life and when you give yourself away the Bible said no man, no woman who have left their father their mother their brothers, their sisters nephews, cousins, nieces for the sake of the gospel you will not go without reward in this life he will reward you in the life to come he will reward you I wish I had a pastor that would have shown me this when I was a young teenage boy But thank God for Jesus. It's never too late. Father God, I thank you. You said it and you made it real. You said don't try to impress nobody. No jokes, no theatrics. Just give them solid word. I ask God, is this audience matured enough to handle this kind of food? He said, no, you do your job, I'll do the rest. And I want to say thank you, Holy Spirit, that you kept your word. Thank you for every soul present before this altar. Lord, I pray that you will take what is offered unto you and use every one of them for your glory. Lord, I know in my knowing that whom you call, you equip. I pray, oh God, that you will give eternal visions to everyone before this altar. Lord, I pray for provision for every vision that you will give to them. Use them, oh God, 
for your glory. We give ourselves away so that you can use us. There are many mighty men, mighty women of God before this altar. You said to me, if I would look up and not to people, not down, you said, I will take you to places you never dream of. And you fulfill your promise. Lord, I pray for every soul before this altar that you will take them to places they never imagined, they've never dreamed of. Lord, I pray that you will put your hand on them, that you will enlarge their territory. Glorify yourself in the life of every one of them. Equip them whatever they would need to do your will. Lord, I pray that you will make a way out of no way. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It's not been conceived in the hearts of men what you, God, has in stock for every one of these. They love you, Lord. It takes an act of courage to come forward to say, I do. Holy Spirit, put your hand on them. Holy Spirit, take care of their health. David said, a dead man cannot praise you. Lord, I pray that you would touch their body. Whatever is missing, make it right. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord God a clap off. Come on, everywhere you are. Come on, come on, come on. Let's celebrate God for a few seconds. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for a life of sacrifice. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. every day. Father, I pray for no death. Lord, I thank you for every one of our elderly. I pray for long life. I pray for peace in their homes. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let this congregation overflow in joy, overflow in happiness, overflow in abundance. Even young people, Lord, touch us in a very special way. Lord, I pray for a double portion of your glory in the life of this congregation. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. This is my prayer for you. It is so. In Jesus' name.
Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. If you're a new member, you would like to unite with this church, will you